Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Alexander the Great, 21 wins, 1 loss. Of those 21 wins, 11 by KO. Three by sub, seven by decision. As one loss via KO. Max blessed Holloway. Twenty-one wins, five losses. Of his twenty-one wins, ten by KO, two by sub, nine by decision. It's five losses, one by sub, four by decision. Currently, you have the champ Volkanovski as a minus two thirty-five favorite. Holloway comes back at plus one ninety-five. Those are straight lines. We'll go. Won't go. Five full round for the championship of the world. We'll go minus 210. Won't go plus 160. We have Volkanovski wins inside plus 315. Volkanovski wins by decision. Even money. Holloway wins inside. A whopping plus 570. Holloway wins by decision. Plus 315. Fight is a draw. 60 to 1. Obviously... Another rematch. We touched in the last podcast about the Rose uh, Andrade rematch, and now we have another one. Now, there's a lot of opinions about how the first fight went. You will see a ton of people that say Alexander the Great won the fight 5-0. You'll probably see the majority of people that say Alexander the Great won the fight 4-1. And then you have a lesser degree of people that will say Alexander won the fight 48-47. This was a strange, strange fight to score. There's not many fights that you see that you could... I I can't make a case for the 5-0. But there's not many fights that you can have a fight scored 4-1 and 48-47 and probably be right on both of them. I know that sounds crazy when you have such a wide gap in scoring... But the rounds were very, very close. Anybody who came with a 48-47 score did it like this. First three rounds to Alexander, last two rounds to Max. I don't think that's out of the question that a 48-47 win for Alexander the Great is making you sound like a complete moron that doesn't understand combat sports, MMA scoring, 10-point must. The rounds were very, very close. Even the rounds that Alexander won, you could see that Max was still pushing the pace. He was just a step behind. Towards the last two rounds, Max was still keeping the pressure on, and it looked like Alexander the Great was a step behind. But overall, when you watched it round by round, the rounds did, in my opinion, appear to be close. That doesn't mean that you can't get a Volkanovski 4-1 win. You can. You just simply gave him those close rounds. And that doesn't mean that you can't get a 48-47 score either. That just means you gave a couple of rounds to Max. I think either way is perfectly fine. I don't think you'll see a lot of people dispute who actually won the fight. I think it's more about 
how wide of a scorecard did you have for Alexander the Great? There's not a lot of people out there that gonna that are going to say that Max did enough to win because I think it's really difficult, even with the close rounds, to find three rounds that you can you can give him an edge in. Two for sure. I don't disagree with the 48-47. I think you can find two rounds to give Max. It's difficult to find three rounds to give Max. And you're seeing that with the line right now. The books have uh, Volkanovski, like I said, right around 230. He's as high as 250 at some books. Now, he was at one point minus 170-ish, 175. That's a pretty good line on a guy if you said he won 4-1 to one and you're, you're laying under 200 in a rematch. Not to mention, everybody is talking about Max Holloway's hair. But what they're glossing over is the fact that he really had zero training camp. The pandemic with all of the stuff that's going on in Hawaii is very strict with their lockdown. He said he was extremely worried about going out to the gym and getting busted. He was even afraid of him and his team getting arrested. So he did his training over Zoom. He did zero sparring. He had zero contact with anybody. He didn't even see his coaches face-to-face until they were leaving the airport to go to Vegas. So that could be a major concern. Now, let me say this straight I am a person that believes a lot of these MMA fighters, especially, but boxers too, they just leave way too much in the gym. I think going forward, as fighters progress and science progresses, and as you get more knowledgeable trainers into the sport and kind of get rid of the old guard, so to speak, you're going to see that these gym wars and these dog fights and the way that these fighters treat their bodies and their brains in the gym is going to go by the wayside. It can't continue. They take more damage. I've spoke about this time and time and time again. In fact, I did a podcast a way, ways back that was entitled uh, Gym Wars. It's ridiculous that in 2020 you still have this going on. But physically, they put their bodies and their minds through the ringer. And they take far more damage in the gym than they ever will in a fight. And it's consistent and it accumulates. And I believe a lot of the CTE and a lot of the damage that these fighters take is for free in the gym, proving their worth with a bunch of moronic people around cheering it on to show how big of balls you have. It's absolutely ridiculous, especially when you're talking about championship fighters that have all of these paydays, titles on the line. You know, their future is literally on the line and they're leaving it all in the gym. So Max spoke about the fact that he felt more refreshed not having a training camp. Get it. It makes total sense to me because of the way that these guys train. I do believe, and as he said, that they overtrain, that they do too much in the gym and it takes a lot out of them, including you're dehydrating, you're in a weight cut. It's a very dangerous situation. You've seen it time and time and time again. So there is some validity to that, that you should scale back, but not to nothing. Like, I'm a fan of you spar, and then you take a couple days off. You spar, then you uh, take a couple days off. You need to let your body heal. You need to have technical sparring as well. You need to work on technique. It's not just all about being a caveman. (laughs) That's, That's old guard stuff. And as fighters improve and become more technical and use what they have between their ears, 
they need to figure this out and tell their trainers or find trainers, listen, this is the way I work. This is the way my body works. I need to save myself. I have a family. I have friends. I have people who care about me. I want to be able to speak when I'm 40 years old. These are things that fighters, I mean, being honest here, it's up to the fighters. It's on the fighters to say, hey, listen, this is acceptable or this isn't a unacceptable and that's the problem there is that fighters are tough they're rough they're gladiators and so they don't want to come out and look like a coward look like a wimp and say hey you know maybe i should take a couple days off that last sparring session was really tough they don't want to do that so i mean in the end that the culture has to change somehow some way because these fighters are getting used up far too quickly and they're not even getting paid for it it's not under the bright lights in vegas it's in some stanky dingy gym you know with a bunch of goofy fools around the around the ring or the octagon cheering them on while they bash each other in the head for zero dollars so i get where max is coming from and i bet you he does feel refreshed the problem is he had literally no contact sparring I mean, you don't have to do it every day and you don't have to go super rough and you don't have to be, you know, insane like we're talking about where it beats your body down. But that's a whole different level to go in. I mean, a major fight, right? He lost the first fight. He lost this title. He had a rough fight with uh, Dustin before that. And now he's got an opportunity to snatch the title back. And because of the situation in the world right now, specifically Hawaii and their lockdown, he didn't get an opportunity to even put in some of the work that he normally would. So that to me is an extremely tough situation for Max to be in because, I mean, you can run and you can get in great physical condition as much as you can, but there's no substitute for actually being in the gym and getting those reps in and getting smacked in the face here and there and and really just getting in the groove. So, And it's difficult too. I mean, Max seems like he's a dedicated guy, but we don't know. Let's be real. We don't know what the hell he was doing sitting at home playing video games and, you know, eating ice cream on the couch. I mean, we don't know. You hope that with this being such a big fight and him being a former champ and a professional that he's put in the work. But, I mean, Max has had trouble with weight before, and this isn't the exact uh, prime situation, the best situation that you would ask for going into a fight that's overseas as well. So not only was he locked down in Hawaii, then he doesn't see his coaches face-to-face until he comes to Vegas. He comes to Vegas, and I think he's here for a couple days. He was here for a couple days, and then they fly out to Abu Dhabi, and then they're going to be quarantined there. So he was quarantined in Hawaii. He was quarantined here in Vegas, and then he's going to be quarantined in Abu Dhabi, I believe, for at least two days. So during that time, he's got to try to cut weight as well he's gonna have limited time in the gyms because all of these arenas and events and places are saying you know one camp at a time so you have to wait for that camp to finish before you can go in there's a lot to this and i'm going to speak about this more in the masvidal usman fight but this is why post uh covid or i guess we're still in the middle of covid but since the lockdown has been released some I haven't been out here doing podcasts. I really haven't. I've been watching the fights, but it hasn't really. I haven't really been gung ho about it because there is so much shit going on that is extremely difficult to use your traditional capping methods, whatever those are, and apply those to the fighters that are fighting. 
it's almost impossible. And you see these when the UFC and, and the media journalists and stuff and put out, you know, this guy bet $57 million on this and that and the other. In my opinion, it's the worst time to lay that type of change because you cannot apply traditional capping logic with what's going on now. Look at the Masvidal fight, which I'll get into later on, but six days notice and all of this other stuff going on. This is extremely difficult times to be confident 100% like I've capped it, I've done my research, you know how we normally do it because there are situations that we just don't know about. Now that's always granted you have fighters with injuries and you have fighters that weren't training and this type of thing but this is on a whole new level when you have fighters that can't even go to the gym if they wanted to. When you have fighters fighting for a title through zoom coaching i mean that's unheard of so i think this is a really difficult spot for max according from everything i've heard alexander had a camp he had his team he was in australia so obviously the rules are different over there i don't know if they gave him special access or if it's just uh less of regulations over there with the pandemic but from everything i know he's had a traditional camp and i think if you look at the first fight, stylistically, Max had an issue with Alexander's movement. Obviously, Alexander brings some power. He has some speed. But it was the movement because, let's be real, Max has slow feet, guys. If you stand in front of Max, then you give him his best opportunity to just let his hands go and light you up. But if you give him movement, he has slow feet. He has trouble cutting off the octagon and I think you saw that in the first three rounds specifically with Alexander and when Alexander in my opinion started to tire a bit it allowed Max to overcome that footwork gap that he was facing the first three rounds Alexander wasn't moving as well and Max was able to catch up to him and that's why you saw Max come on late I think it was because Alexander slowed down I don't think Max did anything really different throughout the entire fight I think the game plan was the exact same and I think he was trying to execute it the exact same way from around one to five I just think Alexander started to fatigue under the pressure of Max and that allowed Max to get to him a little bit more and touch him a little bit more. Now, in this fight, we don't know if Max is going to have that same stamina where he can go five rounds like he did the first fight, pushing the pace. The other thing is, is Alexander really going to do what he's saying? He didn't like how everybody said the first fight was close. He doesn't think he's getting the respect as the champ. And so he's going to go out and try to finish Max. That's extremely dangerous. One, we know Max is durable. And two, if you go into his wheelhouse, you're giving Max the best opportunity to slap you about. So he should stick to the exact same game plan that he did in the first fight. Make Max press. Give him angles. Make him chase you around the octagon. Max was joking around saying he's a point fighter. But the truth of the matter is if Max can't get to him, there's no way that he can win. Just following somebody around the octagon should not give you points. The only reason Max, in my opinion, didn't lose a 5-0 fight was because Alexander slowed down. Max was able to get to him. And especially after you looked at the first three rounds, the last two rounds... You know, it's easy for people to say, wow, Max is coming on. He did a lot better. That happens all the time. Still a close round, 
but Max gets the credit because he did so shitty in the first three rounds that if he does anything better, it gives the illusion that he's actually doing a lot more than what he is. Now, I think Max is going to fight the exact same way. I don't really see what else he can do. It's on Alexander to make sure that he has the correct game plan, which in my opinion is what he brought in the first fight. If you're dumb enough to stand in the middle of the octagon and just trade with Max, then you're going to get what you're going to get. You've got to be smart enough. You've already done it once. You know how to do it. You were able to do it over the course for sure of three rounds. Some people would say four rounds. So, I mean, what more do you want? You've got the blueprint. You know how to game plan it. You know how to execute it. So do it. Don't try and reinvent the wheel here and be macho man and come out and trade with Max because Max would love that. Even if you're lighting him up, look at the Dustin fight. The dude can take abuse if you stand in front of him and let him just start slapping you over and over and over. You're taking a serious, serious risk. You would hope if you're betting Alexander that he's smart enough that he realizes he can talk the talk but when it comes time to defend the title you've got to use your smarts you've got to use your game plan you've got to use the strategy that your team has come up with and it worked the first time make max adjust don't just go give him the opportunity to take the title back so that's a big concern that I would have for Alexander is if he really feels that way. If it's not just pre-fight banter, if he really believes that way and he really wants to come out and try to smash Max, in my opinion, that's a dangerous game to play and it gives Max his best opportunity to win. When you're looking at these lines, obviously if you were liking Alexander, the 175 is where you should have got got him. He's up to minus 250 at some books now, so he's getting a, a little bit out of that range. I mean, it is Max Holloway we're talking about. You know he's durable. You know he's tough. You know he's probably going to press the fight for as long as he's in there, as long as Alexander can take it. You saw what happened in the first fight. He did struggle. He, he did lose the fight, in my opinion, but he was always game. He was always willing, and he did come on later in the fight. So I think if you're looking at this and you got the 175 line, there's not much we can talk about right it's a good line it's under two to one the the champ already beat him like i said most would say four one even a 48 47 you still a clear win for alexander so under two to one you can't really bitch and moan about that line now if you didn't get that line you need to probably look at volkanovsky wins by decision it's a nice line of even money considering he's already won that way. You're not having to lay minus. And Max is notoriously durable. And like I said, if you think that Alexander's just going to come out and, you know, steamroll Max, that's a dangerous game plan for Alexander, even if it works. So if that, if that situation is where you think Alexander is going to come out and just stand toe-to-toe, then all bets are off because, in my opinion, that gives Max the best opportunity. Even if he doesn't knock Alexander out, if Max is Max and he's in that type of fight, he will wear you down. You saw Alexander wear down, in my opinion, far more than what Max did in the first fight. And Alexander basically had his way for most of the entire fight. So if he wears down in that type of fight where he's not really getting touched for the first three rounds... What would happen if he's in a straight-up phone booth fight with Max for two, three rounds? What would he have left? Very dangerous. If you're betting Alexander, that's what I believe is your biggest worry there, is that he just 
he just throws caution to the wind and his machismo gets the best out of him and he just he throws the game plan out the window that that would be a terrible mistake in my opinion for Max, I mean, he hasn't really shown that he could absolutely decimate Alexander. I mean, he was able to touch him a little bit at the end. I think more than anything, it was fatigue on Alexander that allowed Max to get into the fight. For Max, it's just the feet issue. He's going to probably get credit for going forward if he can touch Alexander. The problem is during those first three rounds, he really wasn't able to get off. He looked really flat, really slow, and really behind the eight ball. And then when you add in the situation that he has right now with the training camp, this is a terrible situation to be in all around. Like I kind of feel bad for him because I don't really expect him to win. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's given himself the best opportunity to win. And that's no fault of his own. It's just simply because we're in ridiculous times right now. And probably if we're being honest, nobody's at 100% anyways, you know, all of the time. But not to have any contact sparring going into a fight like this is just unheard of. So I think that's going to be a very difficult task for Max. I think Max is a gamer. I think he's going to bring it for as long as he can bring it. I think he's going to force the fight. I think he's going to force the pace, assuming he is in good physical condition. And I think it's on Alexander. I think this is Alexander's fight to lose. And I expect the champ to retain the title. That's it. For this episode of Fight Junkie, I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.